Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the entree musician and so are you. Welcome to another episode of the Entree Musician Podcast. We are going to dig in deep today. I got to tell you that this is one episode that I've been wanting to do ever since I've began this podcast. And so I am grateful that uh, you are joining me. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do some soul searching and we're going to dive in very deeply. We're going to talk today about affirmations, declarations, and appreciation. And I'm going to tell you, like all of the episodes that I've done thus far that I will do in the future, I speak from my own experiences. You know, I, I'm with you in the journey. We are here together. I've had incredible achievements and I've had utter failures. You know, I speak to you about lessons that I've learned and lessons I'm still learning. And I share them in the hopes that you learn too. And, you know, my heart is open that I learn from you also. So you're always free to comment. You're always free to reach out to me directly at the Entree Musician at gmail.com. I'll give you some more information as we get into the uh, end of this episode because I I just want to dive right in. Because, you know, we're all on this journey as creatives and we're all in a constant state of change. You know, hopefully the change is for the better. Uh, So these elements that we're going to discuss today, declaration, affirmations, and appreciation, they are vital to who we are as entree musicians. But before we do that, let's do this. As you know, all of our episodes are sponsored by the wonderful people at Vocal. And Vocal is the only beverage on the planet which is designed to soothe, refresh, and restore your voice. So if you talk all day like I sometimes do, or you sing all night, you got to get yourself some vocal. Go to drinkvocal.com to learn more. Now for these three elements, uh, these elements I'm sharing with you today uh, have helped to prune and shape and prepare me uh, over the last 18 months or so. I mean, I knew about them. I did not, you know, necessarily avail myself to them in many ways. Affirmations and declarations were, you know, I mean, they're spiritual qualities and we're going to get into that. But, you know, did I apply them to my life? Uh, No. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that even in this season of the year, it's vital that we look at affirmations. It's vital that we look into declarations and obviously have a heart of gratitude and appreciation, develop a mindset in which we are appreciative uh, concerning life and all of the gifts and even some of the challenges that we've been blessed uh, to walk through. Now, declaration, of course, means declaring a thing over your life. That's a simple, simple uh, definition to declare a thing over your life. Affirmations is a close cousin to uh, declarations because it is the affirming these things, these blessings and these goals that you affi- uh, that you aspire to. You know, you affirm within your spirit, you're strengthening yourself after you've made the declaration. And then, as I said before, the heart of gratitude being in absolute appreciation over everything that happens. And that can be hard. 
we're going to get into that. That can be really hard, but it is absolutely doable. So here we go. Now, I know that you know that I'm a man of faith. I've said it from the very beginning of the Entree Musician podcast. Uh, You know, I respect everyone and their right to believe differently than I do. What I am going to tell you, however, is that as we go deeper into this podcast, I'm going to be introducing some passages of scripture from the Bible that I think are foundational as we dig deeper into these declarations and to affirmation and obviously appreciation. And as I introduce them to you, I do so from a place of them being timeless truths that anyone of any persuasion can utilize to the advancement of their own lives and career. I mean, so so when you hear it, you know, it's not like, hey, Jerry's trying to put something on me. I'm not trying to put anything on you. I'm trying to explain from my perspective and how I know absolutely that affirmations have worked for me, that declaring something has charged up something in my spirit, and I'm a different man because of it. And uh, it's vital that, you know, I set the groundwork, that the foundation uh, for this belief system for me, which has absolutely worked very, very well uh, in the last 18 months. They're biblical uh, principles that they emanate from, okay? That's the result. So here you go. You also know, uh, just to set up another foundational uh, grasp, that I listen to some incredible thought leaders. Uh, There are a few that I have, you know, as my online mentors, so to speak. Some of them have transitioned Some of them are still alive, but I listen to people like Jim Rohn or John Maxwell. I listen to Rabbi Daniel Lappin and Miles Monroe, Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor, Michael Hyatt, Seth Golden, and Lance Wall now. I kind of go to them and uh, I, I am inspired by them. You know, they help me to sharpen my saw, you know, and to keep my juices flowing and hone my thinking. And I found in listening to these men that there's a consistency there and it doesn't matter uh, their various areas of business, but their mindset, discipline and focus has allowed them to scale And that's what I try to draw from because in being a musician, an entree musician, you know, my whole approach is to move the needle, move the needle. It may be moving slow at times, but move it, be consistent. Now, you may recall that several decades ago, uh, the author and speaker Napoleon Hill wrote this great book called Think and Grow Rich. I mean, it still shows up on bestseller list. I mean, it is decades old, but it is decades rich. You've probably read the book yourself uh, or at least heard some excerpts of it. It's an extremely popular book. And so, you know, I want to begin where he begins, and that is with the thought process. Okay, you know, because how we think about ourselves, about our lives, about our career, uh, how we think about others in relation to our lives and career, our thoughts are the primary factor in who we are and where we are today. I want to say that again, that our thoughts are the primary factor in who we are right now, where we are right now, because our thoughts actually 
truly, really, practically, unconditionally, and every other adverb I can throw in there, our thoughts determine our destiny. That's just it. That's the absolute truth. Our thoughts. Think about it. (laughs) Think about it. Everything there ever was and everything that is to come will begin and has began as a thought or idea. Someone somewhere said, what if? And they thought the situation through and it led to that thing or that place or that circumstance. It led to that manifestation. The infinite creator God, he thought He thought about this world and he thought about the worlds he would create surrounding us and the solar systems and the planets and stars, the moon and the sun. He thought about you. He thought about me. He thought about which dispensation of time we would occupy so that we would fulfill our purpose with the gifts and talents he downloaded into us. And then he gave us minds to think. He gave us minds to create to develop our potential, to produce and perform, to love and to grow and to build and to plant. He gave us, he endowed us with those abilities. So our very thinking is spiritual. Think about that. I keep saying, think about it, think about it. Think about that. Our thoughts are supernatural. Our thoughts create and and they have the veritable power to make something out of absolutely nothing. Now, just think about that last song you wrote. Think about it. Or that, that project that you created. Now, it didn't, uh, it didn't exist last year or, or perhaps even last month, but you thought it into existence. And now there are lyrics and melodies and harmonies and rhythms which never before existed in the exact arrangement you now crafted. <laughs> so, so let's just pause here. Let's pause here. Think about that because I wanted that to sink in a little bit. And think about this. Out of seven basic tones or notes, C, D, E, F, G, A, and B, out of those seven basic tones come millions and millions of songs because someone like you and someone like me thought them into existence. I like the way Earl Nightingale uh, put this uh uh, this this issue of thinking and I'm paraphrasing a little bit but he he says that people generally place more value on tangible things houses and jewelry and cars and things we can buy that's what we <laughs> we, we we take out insurance on our house and on our car and you know, we, we, we uh, uh, protect our jewelry and our money and all of these things. But the very thing that our creator endowed us with, our minds, we don't invest much time in that. Hmm. We don't value actually how incredible we are. Dig it. We have the ability to think. I hope I hope you hear me laying the groundwork. I I, I want to take time with helping open up that passage that you may have not thought about. And again, I had to do this about 18 months ago. I began to go on this journey thinking about that there are really no limits for me. There are no limits to where our minds can take us. 
no limits. No limits to how far we can go or how much we can accomplish or acquire because we have this invisible attribute called a mind. Now, there's a Bible verse. The book of Proverbs in chapter 23, verse 7, which says, As a man or a woman, of course, thinks in his or her heart, so is he, so is she. As a person thinks in their heart, so are they. So whatever you think about yourself, whatever you think about your life or your situation, your family, surroundings or circumstances, you become either the champion or the chump. You become either the victor or the victim according to how you think. I know you can dig that. I know you can. I mean, there's even an incredible book from the author. Uh, he's deceased, of course, but James Allen, another powerful book. You got to pick this book up. You can get the audio book. As a man thinketh is the title. He uses the King James, as a man thinketh. But it is an incredible book. And, and I'm going to say this, too, since I'm already in the thick of it. But listen, there are some people who don't think too much of themselves or of others. <laughs> you may know some people like that. I certainly do. But if you watch their lives closely, you will find that their lives reflect the way they think. They don't have much. They don't experience much or enjoy much because they are trapped by their limiting beliefs. And to go even deeper, and I say this with the utmost respect and sensitivity that I can muster as a man. But in my experience as a pastor, I've been in several situations where people, because of their thoughts, because of how they weighed the situation they were in, or their options, or in their mind, the lack of options, in that moment, they were willing to take their own lives. And this is ultra serious. The, the same set of circumstances that you might see and it may not affect you the same way because of the way they thought and thinking there was no way out, they decided to end it all. That's very serious. Your thoughts, my thoughts, they're powerful. They are spiritual. So I just want to say to you right here, I'm not digressing, but I want to say right here, respectfully, if you are out there listening, my friend, and, and I may have described you right now, you just happened along this podcast, please consider how you think. And please, if you need to speak to someone, don't hesitate. Do it right now. Call 911 or call the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800 800- 273-8255. Once again, 800-273-8255 because there is help and there is hope. There is. So I needed, I needed to say that to underscore the extreme seriousness of our thoughts. So with that said, if our thoughts carry so much power, and they do, then our words carry that much more. You hear me? 
our words carry that much more because out of our heart, out of our thoughts, out of our mind, out of our soul, that's how the mouth speaks. And there's another scripture in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 18:21 says that the power of life and death is in the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now that simply means that there will be a corresponding manifestation of what you say. Now think about that. Hmm? With our words, we can bring blessing or with our words, we can bring a curse. We can either speak positively of a person or place or thing, or we can speak negatively of that person and then doing so, we've introduced death into a situation. Now, there's been a study, a very famous study among horticulturalists that it is a known fact that if you speak kindly and gently to one plant and conversely angrily and mean to another, and you do that consistently, over a period of time, there will be a definite result of growth in the plant that you were speaking gently to and kind to and encouraging to and a lack of growth in the other plant. That's that's a famous study. You can Google that. And even more so, taking that perspective with children, a myriad of studies have been done where either positive words or verbal abuse shape the child. You know that. You know that to be true. And it's the same thing with your pets, right? Words contain the power of life and death. There's another passage of scripture in the Old Testament in the book of Job, uh, chapter 22, verse 28. And I'm paraphrasing because uh, one of Job's friends, if you know the story of Job, I'm not going to um, unpack it here. But if you know the story of Job, he had a very unfortunate situation happen to him. And three of his dearest friends who turned out to not really necessarily know what they were talking about, but they were talking and trying to encourage him. But one of his friends, Eliphaz, said to him these words. He says, you shall declare a thing and cause it to be. Hmm. In his speech toward Job, this tiny nugget came about, and it is a reflection of mankind. You shall declare a thing. You can say something and cause it to be. You and I can speak something into existence. And again, this is my biblical worldview. It, it, it affirms that all people, all people are created in the image and likeness of the Almighty God. All people. Therefore, we are endowed with spiritual attributes. We're not just what we can see and feel. There's a spiritual man, a spiritual woman inside of us, respectively. And we find that in the Genesis account of creation, the first book in the Bible, that God spoke the world into existence. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And so it was. And so he continued, God continued, let there be, and there was. Let there be, and there was. Let there be, and there was. And so on, until he created man and he breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living soul. So 
We have the stamp of creativity within us. And so we can think, we can imagine, we can envision, and then we can speak. We speak in this atmosphere, this invisible environment must obey. It must come to pass. Now, you may ask, okay, all right, this guy is, is, is just dealing out scripture. He's dealing out these uh, spiritual thoughts and maxims. But what does all of this mean from the mindset and the discipline of an entree musician? Well, I'm glad you asked because primarily it means that if you are declaring terrible things over your life and over your career, then you should expect terrible things to happen. You shouldn't be so surprised if you allow the frustration of the moment or this music industry and the demands that are placed upon us, the responsibilities and the weight we carry, the ownership and, and, and what we have to face day in and day out of getting this music out of the basement, out of the studio and onto the stage or the street. If what we are saying about it, if we are cursing it, or we're declaring righteousness over it, it makes all the difference. You know, we should be saying this will be a successful project. And no matter how frustrating it looks right now in this moment of time, it will be something that accomplishes exactly the success that we send it out to accomplish. I mean, that should absolutely be our mindset. That should absolutely be our declaration. And let me say something here. <laughs> Jerry, you've said a lot. But let, let me say something here because often we speak about what we see. And, and that can be very misleading. And, and we begin to learn the habit of walking and talking by sight and not by faith. It's easy to do. That's not a condemning statement. It's something, again, that I had to learn. And I can tell you, I can remember a time when our band, Sound Doctrine, released our debut album, which was called Perseverance. This is back in 2002. And the, the final selection on that project was a song called Under the Shadow. It was a very soft, stripped-down gospel song, sung very well by Janice Jones and Tara Emile and Janet Wright. And Cliff Barnes played the keyboards. It's a beautiful, beautiful tune. Well, you know, like any project, when it first comes out, you are really excited and you begin looking at the numbers. And this was the time of CDs where we're not looking at downloads or streams. This was straight up unit sales. Uh, we were on CD Baby. CD Baby was young in its infancy. Derek Sivers was uh, the owner of it at, at that time. And we were looking at sales and sales were moving. They, they were going, but they had not yet met the personal goal and the standard of what I wanted to accomplish. But we had a growing fan base, and one day I was going through the emails, and I came across one which was from a follower in Pittsburgh, and she shared with me this very impressive email. She shared with me how grateful she was for this song, Under the Shadow. She said that her mom had been in hospice and had recently passed away. 
And during the last several days of her life, they they had brought in a CD player and they were playing her favorite songs, you know, and they and and and, and you know they were just going through CDs and she had bought the Perseverance CD and she played under the shadow for her mother and her mother said, hey, put that on again. You know, and she played it again and her mom said, hey, play, play that again. And it turns out that over these these days, they played under the shadow over and over. They put it on repeat on the CD player and they played it very softly in the room. Just that one song over and over until her mother finally transitioned. And I can tell you right now, you could not have given me a Grammy Award or an Academy Award. You cannot have set a stack of money in front of me after reading that email. I mean, here I am, in a sense, really discounting what I felt success was because I wasn't hitting the numbers. But someone who I had never met, <laughs> I'd never met her before, I never laid eyes on her or her mother, here she was telling me how grateful she was that we had wrote that song and it will be forever etched in their memory. When they think of their mother going to heaven, listening to Under the Shadow over and over again. I mean, come on. Come on. In fact, every time I listen to it, I don't mean to be emotional right here, but every time I listen to Under the Shadow, I think this very same thing. So, so now I practice speaking beyond what I see. I know what I see. I know what the numbers say. I know what the circumstance and the situation looks like, but I can speak beyond what I see into the realm of faith. Therefore, I declare, I speak righteously over myself, over my family, over my work, over a particular responsibility, and I watch I watch as my actions begin to line up as a result of what I am declaring it to be. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, put it to the test. You do the same thing and watch and see how it works for you. See, it's important that I share this with you as my fellow entree musicians, because about two years ago, I was introduced by my business partner, Jerry Thompson, to the teachings of Bob Proctor. I don't know if you know Bob Proctor's work. You can find him on YouTube. I want to say BobProctor.com, but I may be mistaken in that. I don't have his information in front of me. And he was one of the uh, thought leaders who introduced me uh, through his videos to affirmations. And I, I know that there are other people who talk about affirmations, but Bob really broke it down to me via video again and spoke my language. This was my first introduction. And I began to write down my affirmations. I began to repeatedly recite them every morning until they got into my spirit. I got my wife involved and, and we began to come together and she had her affirmations she wrote down. I had mine. Together we had ours. And we begin diligently, we, we begin to call it breaking our brains, diligently breaking our brains over things like the spirit of poverty. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about that in just a minute, but affirming our future and our life together 
speaking and affirming our children and our grandchildren, even though we don't have any grandchildren yet. Our, our, our daughters are not yet married or expecting children, but we're affirming and speaking and declaring even over our grandchildren. Now, this was a pruning practice for us and for me individually, along with my daily prayers and daily reading of scripture is just to write down my affirmation. And I can tell you, it really began to change the game and hone my level of thinking, providing me a sharper mindset, a sharper focus and greater degree of intentionality. Now think about this for a moment. What's interesting as I'm doing these affirmations is I'm thinking about the business that we're in as entree musicians. I mean, we are really, when you break it down, we're in a two-tiered uh, system in this business. It's an emotional business, you know, if I, if I can say that, because most businesses are just product or service. So you can say, well, even in you know the music industry, in this industry, the product is the song, the service is the performance. I get it. But, but what's interesting about who we are as entree musicians is a plumber comes you know, and performs a service. You know, electrician or contractor, a roofer or an IT specialist. I mean, these men and women who, although they may be passionate about their business, for the most part, they are not too emotional about unclogging the drain or building that home or fixing that computer or wiping out that virus. You know, I mean, it's just that's what they do. A merchant orders supplies and fulfills the need of his or her customer, period. But as creatives, as songwriters, as entree musicians, we are really emotionally inclined. I mean, we write songs based upon real experiences or circumstances, right? And we create art well past the level of our consciousness, well beyond the level of our souls, our spirit is involved. And we know that we've tapped into the supernatural. That's just true. I mean, I, I don't want to appear spooky or weird, but you know, you know what I mean, right? And I, I, I must ask, where did these melodies, where did that harmony structure, where did that rhythm come from? It came from deep, deep inside of you, right? It was like, it was almost like a spiritual download, right? Now, now the great blues guitarist, B.B. King, he would always talk about trying to play that sound he heard in his head. And he said, man, he could never quite find it. He could never quite reach it, but he was always searching for it. And this is after multiple awards, a lifetime achievement award. Where was that sound emanating from? It was from his spirit and it, it kept him searching for it and, and, and trying to attain it. Amazing stuff. Now, that's the vehicle. That's the vehicle of, of, of where our product, where our service comes from. But the mechanics of the music industry is quite different because the mechanics of this industry is really run by whom? Most of the executives, either at the major level or even the indie level, most of the executives are attorneys and accountants. You know, it's, it's numbers and nickels, it's contracts and clauses. And unless they are musicians themselves and they can empathize with the emotional element, you know, they just want to see results, 
results, even and especially at the indie level. I mean, you and I will digitally sign a lot of agreements on CD Baby, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc. You know, even Facebook and Google, they, they, they all have these agreements that, you know, we click on oftentimes not even reading what they are saying, right? Now, this is a true story and no respect to this company. I mentioned them already. I've been working with them for years. This is CD Baby and everything is cool between us. But this last release that I put out uh, September 11th, it came out uh, called Fish and Grits, my solo debut project, just a degree away from Sound Doctrine. Absolutely. Yes, yes. You want to go out and buy it. It's available at SoundDoctrine.com. But but here's the reason why I, I bring CD Baby up, because I decided to take them up on their pro-publishing offer, you know, just, just to see how it works. You know, I had been self-publishing all along, and this time I said, well, you know, this is their language. Let's not leave any money on the table. And, you know, they are signed to PROs in 80 countries. So, yeah, okay, let's do it. Let's see how this works. But obviously, I had some questions, and I'm not going to unpack all of them here, but, you know, I wanted to clarify some terms, the percentages, the splits, and, and others. You know, I saw what it said on paper, but I want to ask the right questions because there are things that I wanted to know. And when I called CD Baby, I, you know, I felt like the customer service rep. I mean, she was a nice lady. Don't get me wrong, no disrespect, but I felt that she was a little shocked at the amount of questions and the level of questioning I was presenting to her. I, I, I felt like, you know, she was a little bit out of her league and I was put on hold actually for a little longer than I wished until she found the answers for me. So, you know, with that exchange, you know, I'm telling her, I want to make absolutely sure that this was going to be the best decision for my music and for my copyrights. You know, you understand what I mean? I said that as an undercurrent of what I'm saying to the emotional aspect of our music, this two-tier system of the music industry that we're involved in, this financial and legal thing that we have to tie to our emotions. And if we're not careful, we can be taken advantage of, which will lead to further emotional problems. Can you dig it? So we are in this system that is not your average business. And so our thoughts and the way we speak and our emotions, because when we are passionate about something, we have to learn to walk the tightrope to make sure the business and the emotional element is in play. I hope I explained that. Well, I think I did. Uh, you can let me know. <laughs> hey, I didn't get what you were saying at all. You can let me know. And uh, it's all good. But to get back to what we're talking about, we have to be very intentional about what we see, how we envision our artistry and what we say over our work. We have to decree, say specifically what we mean, and then back it up by affirming what we have declared. Someone said, say it, write it, expect it. I like that. Say it, write it, expect it. I don't know who to give credit to that, but I really do dig that. See, because possessing a vague approach to life or to art or to our business guarantees vague results getting crystal clear and speaking only 
what we desire, not speaking what we don't want, not speaking fear, not speaking doubt or vacillation into the atmosphere, but properly declaring and affirming and working with all of our mights toward our dreams and goals. This is what places us squarely on the path of achieving success. It does it. Our speaking and then our working toward it. So let me do this. Let me do this because I know I've been, you know, yelling at you. <laughs> Hope you don't receive it as that. But I wanted to share this with you. And I also want to share this. I want to read one of our affirmation cards. Well, actually, it's mine. And I, I want to read this affirmation that I wrote, especially in the issue of finances. Uh, most of you know I've been married 25 years, Lori and I. And, uh, you know, I shared in an earlier podcast uh, how I made some stupid decisions, which made our finances more difficult. And, uh, you know, finances in the early part of our marriage were always, always a challenge, always an issue. And as we begin to talk through what was going on with us, we discovered that it wasn't how much money we made or how much money we didn't make. We discovered and we had to confess that we had a poverty mindset. It was what we thought about money. It was what we said about money and what we said about our financial situation that kept us living pay to pay and always behind. Underscore that word, always. We were always behind. And we found it was the way that we were raised. Okay? We found that it was the way we were raised. You know, and this is no disrespect to our parents or our upbringing, but both of our environments were, for the most part, a pay-to-pay -pay environment. That means paycheck to paycheck, right? Just enough to get by. And we had the mindset in the homes of there will never be enough. And this was conversation in both of our families before Lori and I ever met. <laughs> so, so guess what our girls heard in their formative years. We were actually poisoning our children and didn't even know it. We would say so out loud. We would say, you know, it's just not going to work this week, you know, or those dreadful words, we can't afford it. Or maybe next year and next year would never arrive. But that's that's all we knew. And that's what we were saying. And that's the type of life that we were giving to our children. But when we began thinking and speaking differently about our circumstances, things began to change. There was hope. And with that hope came the adjustments that we needed to make. Again, not absolving ourselves of the responsibility that we needed to make, but we begin to think differently and speak differently. And we begin to develop an abundance mindset and to write down our affirmations, to speak over our marriage and finances. And when we began doing so, absolutely, my wife and I, we saw things changing. First and foremost, things were changing inside of us and then through us, our attitude and our perspective. And then because we were rolling up our sleeves and doing what we had to do to line up with the thoughts and our words, things begin to change around us. We begin to see progress and advancement. And where I once saw obstacles, I now begin to see opportunities. So let me let me read this to you. 
let, let me read this affirmation because as I do so, I want to move into the third element that we're going to discuss today, and that is the element of appreciation. So I want to show you actually how my thinking and my words have changed with respect to appreciation as I read this affirmation. That almost sounds like a rap, but you know, I'm not going to develop it now. <laughs> Listen. I am so happy and grateful that Lori and I have multiple sources of income which continually flow into our home in incremental and increasing quantities. Now, that statement right there, I'm going to come back to in just a second. But it continues, in incremental and increasing quantities, abundantly enriching our lives and causing us to be a blessing to others. I believe in abundance. I believe in advancement. I believe in prosperity. I believe in financial freedom and building wealth. I believe in the Lord blessing our lives with abundant riches by his grace. That's my affirmation card. So again, I begin to repeat this affirmation daily, absolutely every day. And to that line of incremental and increasing quantities, let me go back to that just a second. Because I told you a few minutes ago, I put out my debut solo CD, Fishing Grits, and I told you, please, please, please go buy it, right? But again, when it, it came out September 11th in the release, I'm doing just like I told you back in 2002. I'm checking the downloads and streams. I'm checking some donations, grateful for what has come in. But, you know, uh, early on, you, you see the numbers and they're tiny, right? I'm looking at uh, Swipe. I'm looking at PayPal, right? You know, $10.78 here, $15 there. $28.16 here. And of course, this example was only based solely on the CD, not on other regular income we received. But the old Jerry, I would have been grumbling under my breath, like before I read that email, you know, in 2002, um, like, you know, okay, already, but, you know, let's, let's make some real noise. But the Jerry you hear today, I am a more grateful person. I appreciate every penny. Yes, I appreciate the $28.16. You know, I, I appreciate it because it is alongside my affirmation, incremental and increasing quantities. And I know that I am going to work harder so that one day that $28 is $2,800 and $28,000 turns into $28 million. I mean, it's going to happen. Why? <laughs> why not? Right? Why not? Why not me? And more importantly, why not you? Because we have a mind, we have our voice, and we can speak to a situation and cause it to change. And I believe I believe it may not even be this CD, or it may be just one song off of the CD, or it may be my next project, but I am going to win. I am going to prosper. I am going to advance. I'm going to get ahead. And if this sounds like a pep talk to you, good, take it, but speak it over your life because why not you, right? Presently, the Jerry that's talking to you right now, I'm in appreciation mode constantly. I'm sharpening my saw 
all the time. I'm opening myself up to be grateful for even the smallest gifts and remuneration because I now understand that gratefulness makes room for more. Being thankful prepares my heart not only to receive a blessing, but also to be a blessing to others. My, my perspective of abundance expands because I realize that there is more than enough to go around. You got to understand that there is more than enough to go around. And soon you are experiencing as much joy from giving to others as you are receiving when you adopt the attitude of gratitude. When you are in a perpetual, I'll say that, appreciation mode. You know, and I also give thanks for the rainy days just as I do the sunny ones because I'm training myself to appreciate the problems by asking, what can I learn from this? You know, what might I be able to teach about this? Is there an example that I can become as I walk through this? Because I do want God's perfect will to be done in my life. And I need to appreciate even this because I don't know what's on the other side of this. And how I treat this moment, how you may treat a moment of trial may cost us more than we want to pay if we do it in a negative way. You know, if we mistreat that moment, it may cost us more than we could imagine. Because my promise, your promise, might be buried in the problem, right? Your testimony is inside that test. And your destiny is found in that delay or in that detour. You know, so don't be afraid of the detour. Go through it. And as I said before, our opportunities are in the obstacles. So I remain appreciative and I ask that you do the same. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm drawing to a close here. I know we went a little long on this one, but it is important because it's this type of mindset. It's this attitude. It's this process which helps and hones and prepares and promotes us. Declarations, affirmation, and appreciation. It shapes us. They shape us. They build us up. And they help us to focus as we navigate this incredibly interesting industry called the music business, right? These are real elements and they've helped. And I trust, I really do trust that they will help you too. Because I wish you absolutely nothing but progress, prosperity, and abundance as you apply these elements to your life. So... That's my spiel for today. <laughs> I want to thank you for listening. I really do appreciate you. And I ask again that you come help us build community here at The Entree Musician. I mean, we are doing this thing for real. Share this podcast. Promote it on your own platforms. And then please provide me an opportunity to promote your platform at The Entree Musician as well. As I said earlier, you can reach out to me directly at theentremusician at gmail.com. Hit me up. I am on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. And if you don't mind, uh, you can donate uh, to the Entre Musician at Cash App. 
at dollar sign the entree musician we would uh, love to uh, receive whatever donations you can provide because it helps us to make these podcasts better Uh, it helps us to provide better resources because we are working diligently to make this community grow larger so grateful for you absolutely grateful thank you thank you thank you many blessings to you my name is jerry b i am the entree musician and so are you we'll see you next monday 4 a.m god bless